Hi, this is NFL Network's Patrick Claibon welcoming you to another episode of the 4th and Out podcast. It's the best podcast. Well, yeah, I'll say it. It's the best podcast in the world because you are listening to it right now. It's in your ears and you hear me and I'm telling you it's the best. You could be listening to any podcast in the world, but you're not. You're listening to the 4th and Out because, well... The universe has decided to give you this, this opportunity to hear a fantastic podcast. So continue on the path that life is set you and enjoy the fourth and out podcast. Hello and welcome to a new episode of the fourth and out podcast with me, George Evans. Joining me this week, uh, Liam's out, but Ollie's back in. Ollie, you're right, mate. I'm good, mate. As Cam Newton once said, I'm back. I'm back. Although he stayed back for about uh, a quarter of football and then subsequently disappeared. Hopefully uh, he's better than that, Yeah, I really hope so because, uh, you know, it's not going well for old Cammy boy. But it's nice to have you back here, mate. It's been a, it's been a couple of weeks. Thank you. Yeah, been off for a little while. Regrouping. Back to talking Improving. Football. Yeah, improving, improving your life. Improving the life yeah. of other people as well because you're a good human being. Thank you, sir. So, How are yeah, you doing? Yeah, yeah, not bad, mate. Not bad. Living the life in uh, in Manny. Um, storm summer has already hit me, so I've been blown off my ass on the way back back from work today. Um, but yeah, other than that, it's Christmas time, isn't it? It's the festive time, and uh, you can't really complain. Can't really complain. And we get a lot of football as well, both NFL and soccer. So yeah, it's all nice good. to have some uh, some meaningful football in December for for some teams at least. All Someone. right, mate. All right. Yeah, calm down. Calm down. I mean, not, not for ours, obviously. Not for, well, for your team now. Yeah, definitely. Not for, not for my team. And um, sadly, it looks like it's not going to be the case for Liam's team either. Um, I think there's only one game we could really start on. Liam's obviously not on the pod to, to either defend or have a go at the Vikings. But the Lions picked up their first win in the season, uh, 29-27 over Minnesota. Uh, they took an early lead, uh, did the Lions. Went up 20-6 to six early in the game. The Vikings brought it back to 23-20. Um, and then the Lions, mate, on the last drive, fourth and, fourth and bust, really. And Amon Rasek Brown catches, catches that catch to uh, give them the first win of the season. What do you make of it? Just absolutely crazy. Um, bearing in mind they turned it over on a fourth down earlier in the fourth quarter. Um, yeah. Just to come back and, and win it, like, get their first win of the season as well. I don't think anyone can begrudge on that because they've had some close games. Um, but on the flip side, pretty shocking for Minnesota to allow them just to march down the field. I don't know if um, anyone thought Goff had that in his locker. I don't think anyone thought Goff. Goff played really well. Um, when, you look, when you look at the stat he line, like ne- nearly 300 well, yards and three TDs. On that, on that winning drive, the, the coverage by the Vikings was so soft. I mean, for the, uh, for, the, for the touchdown, he was just completely on his own in the end zone. They dropped so deep. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, strange, strange one. Um, and another gutting loss for the Vikings. Yeah, I mean, there's only a certain amount of gutting losses you can take. And uh, it's just, this is tough for Minnesota now at five and seven. Although, we look at that and they're only one game back in the NFC. It's still um, right in the mix. They're right in it. They are right in it. They're, they're one game back and they've got a chance, but these kind of weeks are... I mean, with some of these games, though, they could be pushing the Packers. 
for the division. You know, um, sort of said about their one score losses before, but it's now 11 out of 12 games settled by a score, and they're four and seven in those games. It is, it is unbelievable. They've led in every single game by seven points, which is incredible. At some point in the game, they've led by seven points. Um, I, yeah, they're such a strange team to work out. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if they still made that wild card spot because I think they've got it in them to to take it a little bit further. They could easily be 10-2, and two and but they just find a way to lose these games. But as you say, you can't begrudge the, the Lions of the victory. They took an, a, a very early lead in this game. Um, and then they just did what they needed to do on that last drive. You're right about the, the coverage. It was it was way too soft from Zimmer, who I think is is going to find his um, his job very much under scrutiny in Minnesota this week. But a fair play to Dan Campbell, fair play to the Lions, because they've had some heartbreaking losses of their own this season. Um, and I think yeah, everyone nice in the league get a win. Um, obviously, they're still holding on to the the one draft pick though, because they're one point five games back. So. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't, it's, it's not the worst thing in the world. Yeah, exactly. It's, exactly. it's a win-win. You don't want to end up the season at 0-16-1 or whatever they were going to be. But um, no, good for them. I mean, the best thing for the Lions now is probably you can win one more game, but then that's it. And you still end up with with the number one overall pick going into, going into the next season. But reasons to be slightly more positive than there were. Jared Goff, as I say, played well. They a, they've got some nice work on the O-line. Jamal Williams had a nice little game. And that boy, Amon Ra St. Brown, finally turned up after I picked him up in the preseason. 10 receptions for 86 yards and that final touchdown. So, yeah, good stuff. But uh, Vikings, you know, it's a, it's a huge game huge game next week. Um, Thursday night football gets your Steelers, which, which we'll go on to shortly. But um, uh, Yeah, big game. Um, I thought Madison had a really nice game coming in for Dalvin Cook. They didn't really miss Cook too much. No, he's a uh, solid back, Madison. He, re- he really is a, a yeah, solid player. He could, he could be a starter elsewhere, definitely. Mm, yeah, definitely. Mm. I think we should uh, give give a quick mention to Justin Jefferson because, it, I mean, this kid is absolutely tearing the league up. Another game of 150-plus yards and a score as well. And even more important, when Adam Phelan went out of the game um, with an injury on the first drive. I mean, this, this kid is special. I mean, really special. I think he'll, he'll get paid and... Um... Probably give him some of that Kirk Cousins money. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to put some of this on Kirky Worky, but, you know, he had another nice little day out, to be fair. 340 yards, a couple of touchdowns, and it's not his fault. It's the it's the defense's fault, and they've looked a worse defense since Ever, Everson Griffin has, um, has been out for a couple of games. Um, they've, they've really given up some big plays, but, yeah, if you're, if you're the Vikings, just do a job next week. Turn up and put yourself back in that back in that kind of hunt. All right, um, let's move on. We've mentioned your Steelers already, um, but they had a nice little win, Ollie, to keep themselves alive in the AFC. Twenty to nineteen over the Ravens. Um, big win. Big win. Very much didn't look like it was going to happen at halftime. We both fell asleep. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's what that's what this game really was doing at, at the half. It was quite tough to watch, but. I tell you what, big big Ben. He really turned it up in the in the fourth quarter. Played really well, and he just done enough. And the the Steelers have just done enough to keep themselves alive in this wild card race in the AFC. Yeah, he's um, pulling a few moments out of the bag. He's he's not going to deliver you a, a complete game, I don't think anymore. And there's the rumours swirling that he's he's told people privately that he's retiring at the end of the season, which would probably be the right decision. Mm-hmm. But he can still make plays. Um, 
you know, the, the pump fake on the touchdown to Johnson. He had one of the Ravens defenders doing star jumps. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a, a, a good game to watch, I think, if, if you're a fan of defences. Um, TJ Watt was obviously the difference between the two teams. Monster. Yeah. Uh, he's got 16 sacks. <laughs> he's got... He leads the league in sacks uh, by two sacks from the next player, despite missing two games. It's, um, I mean, it's scary. The league, the league record is twenty-two point five. Well, mean, he was only activated off the um, reserve list on Saturday, um, and he was the he was the difference between the two teams. Um, no more so than on that final play. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. I don't know what, what did you make of it going for going for two rather than going for overtime. Well, at the time, I. Well, when I was watching back on the highlights, I didn't understand it. But then listening to um, Harbour's comments where he said that they just had no cornerbacks. They thought if if Pittsburgh got the ball in overtime that they were just going to cook them anyway. Um, to me, I, I, I don't think that's still the right thing to do because you, you've got to believe in your team and you've got to believe in, in your defence. I think you take the extra point and at least see what happens. If you lose on overtime, then fine. I, I think it looks worse to lose in this way. Um, but then... You know, it it wasn't too far away from Mark Andrews pulling that one in. Um, it was it was kind well, of the right play design. Yeah, I think it was a it was completely the the right play to to pull out at that point. And it was it was nothing on on Jackson not making the throw or anything like that. It was TJ Watt getting in his face and disrupting him. Yeah, you know, if, yeah. It, if it's someone else, then he gets that throw off easily, and it's a two point conversion, and that's the game. Um, but TJ Watt was the difference maker. Well, that's it. I mean, in terms of, it, I say, it was the right play call from a passing point of view, but when TJ Watt's been so good during the game, I'd have looked to get Lamar outside the pocket and run in. Um, but what do I know? I'm, I'm not an NFL coach. He, and... he couldn't get a lot going. I think he was sacked seven times in total. Yeah, Jesus. Uh, I mean, nice, nice to see the defence turning out after a, a couple of bad weeks. Um, well, that's how you're going to win games. You know, by yeah. that defense turning up, that's that's how the Steelers are built, and that is how you're going to win games. And you've put yourself in a nice, nice kind of position at six, five, and one. Because again, you're only one game behind in the in the AFC, which is, I mean, full of teams that are won about six and five games. Yeah, it's competitive, and they got a tough run. Um, got to play the Ravens again. Ravens obviously still leading the division. Um, Obviously, not the worst week for them to lose with the Bengals losing as well. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, they're, they're, I mean they've got a lot of injuries as well. You mentioned like the cornerback situation, and I think Humphrey's out for the season. Um, Humphrey got injured on a on a play where he was trying to cover Deontay Johnson, and Deontay Johnson's movement on that play literally injured um, Marlon <laughs> Humphrey for the whole season. He's done. He's cooked because of the route that he ran. If you, I don't know if you've seen it, it's unbelievable the way he turns him. It, it just, yeah, filthy. Absolutely filthy. I think, yeah, for the Ravens, it's not a devastating loss. They were at a point at eight and three where you can afford to take a take an L and it's not going to be that kind of devastating. Um, but, you know, it's Harbaugh's decision if he wants to go for it. That's fair enough. He trusted his team and it wasn't it wasn't far off from, from coming off. But big win for the Steelers. Um, I like the fact that they're still alive going into, you know, the latter parts of December because yeah, it's basically... Bit of meaningful football in December. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if this is Roethlisberger's last hurrah, maybe that'll be his last big win. I don't know. They've still got some tough games, um, but yeah, nice for him to be doing it with his arm. Not that he could do it with his legs anyway. But 
No, he absolutely, mate, that guy, that guy he's the slowest human being I've, I've ever seen on a sports field. It is, it is quite unbelievable. Um, but yeah, no, good win, good win. Um, all right, let's move on to another team in the AFC North. Cincinnati Bengals 22, the Los Angeles Chargers 41. Um, yeah, the Chargers went up 24 to zip quite early on in this game. and It looked pretty much... Um, well, like it was one of those games for the Bengals, but then they scored the next 22 points. But then the Chargers just ran off of it in the fourth quarter and scored uh, 17. So let's look at it from the Chargers' point of view to start with, because I thought Justin Herbert had one of his better games of the season. Um, and, you know, he had big plays from people like Mike Williams, Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen. Uh, yeah, Mike Williams was against me in fantasy, which was <laughs> no fun at all. No, that's, that is very much not ideal. But what I was really impressed with with um, the Chargers is the fact that they got to Joe Burrow so often. Um, they got to him six times, which is quite, quite impressive against a Bengals O-line that's been, you know, pretty much above the pack for the, for the whole season. Um, got two interceptions against Burrow as well, who was injured um, during one of the plays where his finger was bent some way that I didn't think it was possible for it to go. Um, but yeah, what do you make of this one? Uh, what do you make of the Chargers here? They're back at seven and five, and they've got a got a nice little run coming in as well. Uh, yeah, I think this was almost like uh, like summing up their season in a way that they were they were pretty good on offense, obviously going up, and then they just started conceding points, and it was sort of like, oh, here we go again. But then actually, the defense turned it around, made some plays, and they you know <laughs> look at the box score; it's a fairly comfortable win in the end for them. Um, so I think, yeah, they'll, they'll do enough on offence and it's whether that defence can back them up or not, which in this situation, it did. And um, yeah, good to see them get back to winning ways. Um, yeah, um, the the defence has been a problem all year, though, for the, for the Chargers. That's why that, me and Liam call them the, the Vikings of the AFC. Because <laughs> they do just lose yeah. these games. They find ways to lose these games and the defence has been a huge problem. But... If they could sort that out and that offense stays as it is, they could be real, con- real kind of contenders, at least winning one or two playoff games. Well, I mean, they beat the Chiefs, didn't they, earlier in the season? So mm-hmm. on their day, you know, they're, they're a match for anyone. Um, and on the Bengals side of things, I think, um, yeah, it's a couple of turnovers sort of cost them. I think Chase had a drop and they had the mix. And I don't know if it was a fumble or whether the Chargers forced it. I'm not sure. It got it got called a fumble, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it got called a fumble. I'm not sure if that. Well, was I mean, I mean it, it got it got called it on fantasy, so that's the way. <laughs> that's, that's how I look at everything now, pretty much. Really, um, as a fantasy. So yeah, just uh, just a few things that changed the game away from the Bengals in that situation, but they're still in a good spot, still in a playoff place as things stand. Um, so yeah, we'll see if they can, they can hold out. I mean, I think they've done. They've had a better season than anyone would have predicted at this stage. Oh yeah, hundred percent. If you look at the record now at seven and five, I don't think anyone expected them to be to be where they are. Yeah, they had a lot of good players, and um, you know, Joe Burrow's been playing well, and Jamal Chase has been nothing short of outstanding. But their defense has been the one that's really got them to this point. I think, um, and they did kind of struggle against Herbert, but you know, Herbert's that kind of guy that is going to light up from week to week. And yeah, I've got no worries about the Bengals in this game. As I say, Joe Burrow was injured, I mean, and he was still it was still through 40 times in this game. So yeah, fair that's play, not a broken play. finger, but um, supposedly only going to be limited at practice this week. So it sounds like he's just going to play through it. 
Um, he's a tough bastard. Mate. More power to him, yeah. yeah I mean, it's better than, better, than, uh, better than his knee from last year, at least. Yeah, the, the knee that actually looks worse than mine, which is quite a record to have. Uh, fucking pop world. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, no worries about the Bengals here. Um, Joe Mixon had to go out of the game as well, who's been very good for him this season and didn't really have the running game going at all against the Chargers team that does allow a lot of yards against the run. Before we move on from this game, did you see um, Bengals scored a TD and they pulled out the routine from friends? I did see that. Absolutely lovely stuff. Genius. I mean, that deserves (laughs) extra points. Uh, Genuinely. I think teams should start getting marked on celebrations. Just have a little judging panel at the side. That's strictly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like strictly. Get um, Anton Dubeck at some of these games and then just give him a paddle between one and ten and that's how many extra points they're getting. I mean, imagine how much that would spice up the game. Incredible. They'd spend so much time in, in, in the week doing these celebrations. They wouldn't bother yeah, about if, the football stuff. If you're, if you're down by 10, for instance, mm. oh, are we, we wouldn't go for two in that situation anyway. That's bad maths. But <laughs> are we going <laughs> to go for two? No, we're just going to do a cool celebration and get an extra really? five points. We're going to go for 10, mate. We're going to go for a big <laughs> 10. You know, we're going to pull out the Peter Crouch robot. We're going to do stuff like that. I mean, I'll keep it old school. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's interesting. I don't think anyone's going to go for that idea, if I'm honest. But um, Maybe like one of these other leagues might go for it, like um, the XFL. Yeah, 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 because it's owned by The Rock, isn't it? So he, he loves all that kind of stuff. Don't he? I'm pretty sure he was on, like, Dancing with the Stars or something like that. So get, get him involved. Get Anton over there. I think this is more just showing our love of Strictly than it is... Uh, NFL, if I'm honest. <laughs> Absolutely. But, you know. All right, let's stick, to the, let's stick to the football then. So a game that happened only last night, um, probably one that me or you didn't stay up. I certainly didn't stay up for this one. Um, New England Patriots 14, Buffalo Bills 10, in what can only be described as horrendous weather um, up in Buffalo. Um, yeah, this was, this was an odd game. So we've got... This was a great game. Well, I tell you what, it was a great game. It was, my God, it was an odd game. So you've got Mac Jones throwing for three attempts and 19 yards, but then uh, the Patriots rushed uh, 44 times, I think it was, for just over 200 yards. And then on the Bills side of the ball, Josh Allen really couldn't get anything going at all um, in difficult conditions. So that is kind of fair enough. But this, this showed to me that, the Patriots are built a lot differently to the Bills in terms of they've got a power running game. And I think that's the kind of way that teams are going to win this year. The Bills have got nothing yeah. in terms of running the ball. The Patriots absolutely just dominated it. And that's why they won this game. Yeah, the Bills just can't run the football. They've got what, Singletary, uh, Zach Moss, and I can't think of who else they've got in the backfield. Matt Breeder. They just didn't get anything going. You know, you said Matt Jones had three attempts for 19 yards. Whereas Josh Allen um, attempted thirty passes. Um, you can't, you can't do that. You can't do that in that. No, I think in that the weather. Patriots just accepted their fate, um, accepted conditions, and just thought, yeah, you know what? We're not even going to try. We're just going to run the ball, and that's that. And with that, they've taken charge of the AFC because they're now number one seed. Yeah, that's it. it's just wild. It's, just, <laughs> it's you know it's incredible. I mean, nobody nobody saw that coming at the start of the season, or even two games in. I think they lost their first two, but um, yeah, they're on the win streak of seven. But this is just smart coaching. This is knowing what your football team is good at, and then doing exactly that in conditions that are suited to running the football. And 
I really do think if you can't run the football efficiently, like the Bills can't, they're just going to get nowhere. Yeah, Belichick is just like a dark wizard. Mm. He's not allowed to do stuff. He is. Um, He's Voldemort. Oh, I've got some absolute nuggets for you, if you'd like them. I love nuggets, mate. I often get 20 on a night out. Oh, some nuggies. Um, right, Matt Jones, only uh, sorry, the fourth rookie quarterback to win seven consecutive games as a starter. Nice. Try to name the other three. Uh, two still oh. playing. One, I don't know where he is. So, oh, that's the, that, well, the other one. Uh, I mean, God knows where he is. And um, I think, yeah, Kyle Orton, Randy's brother. Okay, so two are still playing, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not Andy Dalton, is it? Not Andy Dalton. Um, oh, this could be different. We've spoken, spoken about one of them already. Uh, Justin Herbert. No, it weren't Herbert. Um, it weren't Burrow either. Um, got uh, what? Big Ben. Lamar Indeed. Jackson. Oh, no. Was it Big Ben, really? What, back in 1982? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, yeah, not in the Super Bowl era. <laughs> Good times for Ben. Uh, Tom Brady? Uh, Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott. Blimey. So, there you go. Um, Good nuggets, sir. Some other things in this game, um, which just blew my mind. Um, <laughs> Patriots' three pass attempts weren't the lowest ever. <laughs> the Bills once attempted two passes in a game against the Jets in 1974. Oh my God! I remember that that game. There couldn't have been one. There was one last year. Do you remember where all the Dem, all the Denver QBs were out, and they had Kendall Hilton, um, who was a wide receiver. I think they threw the ball about four times or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and on the other side, um, the Saints had Taysom Hill, who just ran the ball the whole time. Yeah, that was it. God, that was one of the worst games of football I've ever seen in my life. Um, also, the Patriots became the first team since 1978 to rush on 90% of their plays. <laughs> that's, that's incredible. Um, yeah, just, just a couple of little interesting things there. It's just absolutely mad. That is incredible. I, I, I tell you what, it, do you know what? It was a brilliant game to watch for that, for that kind of uh, stat line. And it's just smart coaching. We've said it before. It's just exactly what you need to do. And... You know, they did it better. I'll tell you what, they look like a serious team, you know, not just in terms of, of winning the AFC um, or getting the top seed in the AFC, but, you know, going all the way here because they're coached so well. Um, the defense is probably the best in the league at the moment. The offensive line is unbelievably good. The running game's brilliant. And Mac Jones just does what he needs to do. He's so efficient. So, yeah, he's very accurate, very efficient. And the offensive line just allows him to be what he is. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're not trying to, and that goes back to the coaching, they're not trying to make him something he isn't. And I think it's just a perfect partnership. And he's got playmakers like Kendall Bourne, Jacoby Myers, uh, Hunter Henry in the red zone has been brilliant um, this season. He's got people there that when it's needed, he can throw to. And a running um, game to get the pressure off. Exactly. And, and a brilliant running game. And, you know, if I look at the other side of the board, I'm looking at Buffalo. The only thing I think, we all think when we think of the Buffalo offense is Josh Allen. And if Josh Allen isn't playing to the, to the kind of level he was last year, let's face it, he hasn't played to the kind of level that he has last year, then they're going to really struggle. They, they struggle to get Stefan Diggs in the game, Cole Beasley. Um, I mean, if they were to get a home game in the playoffs, you know, Buffalo in January, it's every chance there might be this sort of weather. Yeah. Exactly. I, mean, I, I, went, I went to Niagara Falls in September 
um, not this September, a couple of years ago. And I've never seen rain like it. It was like I was standing in the shower. Mm-hmm. Um, you weren't in the waterfall, were you? <laughs> yeah, I fell, I fell off the boat. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it, it is nuts, though. You're right. Up, up there. But then, if you know, it's not like the buff. Uh, it's not like Buffalo were going into New England here. They're the home team, and if if you're not built to survive these conditions, then I, I don't really get it at all. Um, I mean, it's looking obviously there's, there's still a way to go, but potentially the playoffs go through Foxborough again, which would be really interesting. And this whether um, whether like Jones could handle that, but I think he's surrounded by enough experience that they could make a real run of it. Um, I mean, yeah. the, the the one seed has changed so many times in the AFC; it'll probably flip again next week. Yeah, no, it probably will. It's just that if you were going to trust any team at the moment to win a game of football, you pick the New England Patriots. Um, and yeah, I mean, the weird thing is about this division, Miami are only one game off Buffalo. (laughs) (laughs) Miami riding a winning streak. I mean, Miami, they're one of six. I do want to talk about Miami and I do want to They've won every game since we saw them. Yeah, exactly. They've won, they have won their last five and they're doing it. Um, I tell you what, there was a, I've got a nugget for you now. Um, in in the month of November, I, I nicked this off another podcast. You might have listened to it already, but um, in the month of November, two had a, a completion percentage of eighty percent, which is the second highest of all time. Wow! In, in in one month, that's that's incredible. And their defense is doing everything that it needs to. It's just shutting teams down completely. And yeah, fair play because we picked them up at the start of the season. They made us look like complete tits at one and seven. And you know they've come back and played some really good football. And they've got the Jets next week. They could they could find themselves seven and seven. It's ridiculous. It is absolutely ridiculous. When, when they lost to the Jags when we were there, you'd never have thought, yeah, this team's going to make a playoff run. Um, no. uh, two yeah. a played well that day, but the defense didn't. They let Lawrence march up and down the field on them, and you sort of thought, where is this team going? Where is yeah, it coming? They've they've learnt from it, you know. That's what good teams do and good coaches do. They learn from it. You go away. Um, I think they had a buy after that. You go away and you work it out, and that's what they need to do. And a shout out to another team, uh, the old Washington football team, because they were dead and buried at, at two and six. They're back at six and six, you yeah. know. And they, they're back at six and six without Chase Young or without Montez Sweat. It's uh, the NFL is nuts. But those two stories to me really kind of stand out because Washington are now, they are in the playoffs if it was going to end. Um, now, my man Taylor Heineke is just having a lovely old time, I'll tell you. I uh, think it, it was 31 of the 32 teams can still mathematically make the playoffs. Blimey. Which, I mean, let's go Texans, but probably not. Yeah, mm, yeah Texans, I mean, out of the lines, I managed to scrape into that, I don't know. But I think I think in the NFC, twelve of the sixteen um, are uh, either in or within one game. Yeah, sadly, we are not one of them. <laughs> I could joke that it. it's us, Seattle, um, and then Lions and Jets. No, Jets are in the NFC. Uh, I can't can't remember the other team, but yeah, it's uh, oh, it must be it's the Giants, isn't it? Um, yes. Not looking good for some teams. I'll, I'll hit on the Bears quickly because, well, actually, no, I don't want to hit on the Bears. I want to hit on the Cardinals because they are technically the best team in football. Um, their record's at 10 and 2, and Kyler Murray had a lovely day uh, coming back. Two throwing touchdowns, two receiving, uh, two rushing touchdowns, 
and I left him on my fantasy bench for Kirk Cousins. Oh dear, 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 dear. dear. Bro, <laughs> that's not okay. But no, seriously, the Cardinals are like a good team, don't they, Olin? They've come back. Um, they've let their best players become healthy again, and it's paying dividends. Yeah, just getting back to health ahead of the playoffs would be big for them. Um, but they are looking like a juggernaut at the moment. And, you know, who's going to stop them? I'm not sure, yeah. sure anyone in the uh, NFC. No, I agree. And um, that is a nice segue to move on to a couple of the games in the... Week 14 slate, week 14. Fucking hell, where's it gone? Um, all right, let's talk about the Cardinals then because they're playing on Monday Night Football against the LA Rams. Um, lovely game this on paper, Ollie. Um, you know, the Rams back at 8-4 and four after a blowout win against the Jags, which didn't really tell us anything about the Rams, but you still no, need I think to win it's those just games. Sort of a get-right game for them, get a bit of confidence back, try out a couple of things. Um I mean, Aaron Donald, like, nearly killed a man. Yeah, my man, James Robertson. (laughs) So, yeah, Rams going into this one looking a a little bit better than they were a week ago. Um, But it's going to be an interesting one for sure. It's a a tough game for the Rams, I think. I mean, it's not must-win by the stretch of the imagination, especially not for the Cardinals, but... Um, I just I, I really like this Cardinals team. Not just the way they're built on offense, but the way they're built on defense. I think they're seriously underrated. Um, yeah, no, they're, they're they're built really well. I think the fact that Kyler and DeAndre Hopkins are back um, is massive for them. I struggle to see a way the Rams win this game. Yeah, I think if you're the Rams, you just want to knock them off their perch and try and halt their momentum somehow. But it'll be tough, definitely. I think. Stafford's banged up and he was obviously pretty clean against the Jags mm-hmm. but I think he'll be under a lot more pressure in this game um, Yeah, that's, their defence needs to step up as well it was the best in the NFL last year and it's been nowhere near as good um, this year I know that obviously Brandon Staley moved over to the Chargers but for the for the players that they have on there you look at Aaron Donald's not been the game wrecker that we all expect him to be Von Miller's done nothing since his move over there, and Jalen, I mean, Jalen Ramsey's been great. I'm not going to go at Jalen Ramsey, but you know, Von Miller, especially, like, come on, do, just do a thing, like, do something, <laughs> right. turn up, mate, and earn, earn some money because you know, it's not been good so far. Yeah, tough one for the Rams, but it should be a cracking game, cracking game on the yeah, Monday night football. Yeah, love that. All right. Let's, um, we, we briefly mentioned it earlier. So Viking Steelers is Thursday night football. Um, big game this, Ollie. Really big game for both teams. I don't think there's been a more important Thursday night football all season, actually. Um, I think the Vikings, Vikings lose here. They're cooked. I think the Steelers lose here. They've still got some chance, but a win here will go a massive way to get that wildcard spot. Yeah, you can probably make a case that um, if one of these teams or whoever loses here, is potentially done for the season. Um, maybe not with the way the playoffs are. Like you, can, you can still make it in, definitely. But um, it's a yeah, big game. Uh, both teams really need to win it. Um, can definitely see it being another one-score game for Minnesota. I think that's probably nailed on. Um, and we'll, we'll just see which way it goes. Yeah, I mean... I don't, I don't know, actually. I think if the Vikings do lose this, I think they probably are just out of it at five and eight. It's going to be difficult. Although if you win your last four and you get yourself to nine and eight, you never know. But um, is it? It's at the Vikings, isn't it? It's at, uh, It's in Minnesota. 
Yeah. Um, so you're going to, I think, Dalvin Cook's still out, but Madison will be big for them. Um, I yeah. like the Vikings in this. Um, just only, but only if they can sort that defense out because their offense has got no problems at all. And I'm not sure on the status of, of Adam Phelan, but um, KJ Osborne had a nice day on on Sunday, so he stepped up as well. Um, yeah, I like the Vikings at home, but just I mean, this will be a, either a last minute field goal or um, or something like that. It, 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 it'll, you know what you get with Vikings games, and they're they're close. They're always entertaining, but they're always close. And this will be another one. This is like a a thirty twenty seven kind of job. Uh, probably not quite that many points, but. Um... Well, mate, well, yeah, you mate. say that, but look at the Steelers against the Chargers. Yeah, I mean, they did lose that game. But. <laughs> yeah, but points, mate, points. The Vikings give up points. The Chargers give up points. The Steelers. Yeah, I think um, I'll take the Steelers just, but um, I think try and stretch the field early and get that Vikings defence on the back foot. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, the Ravens, for the first half, they kept a lot of, a lot of stuff in front of them. And it was short throws and, and things like that. Um, so yeah, just try and um, try and get it going early and not not be stifled too much. I take I take the Steelers just in a in a close game. Okay, okay. Um, all right, just a couple more then. There's some few. There's a few good games around. Um, one that stood out to me: Bengals Forty Niners. Quite a quite a look of this one. Um, didn't really touch on the Forty Niners previously. Um, they had a a bit of a tough loss to the Seattle Seahawks. That was a last last play kind of game. Um, but I like the 49ers in general. I think they're a pretty good team. I think Jimmy G does enough to keep himself in the team. Um, yeah, he's serviceable, but he's, he's mm. obviously not the long-term answer, so it is sort of running in place a little bit. Um, but, I mean, having George Kittle back on that team is huge. But, I mean, um, how good how good was he, seriously? I mean, he was another one playing against me in fantasy, which was fun. <laughs> He <laughs> only got forty points. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, I had no, a pretty he... good week in fantasy, and I still got walloped by twenty points. So, yeah, I mean, fantasy yeah. this year has not not gone well for us, my friend. I think it's only right that we play each other on the last week, and you know, it's uh, it is what it is. It's been a disappointing season. Um, after well, two... this was like a, a college game, what are we calling it? Is it like the the poo bowl? <laughs> no, no, nobody, nobody wants any part of it, mate. Yeah, nobody... the, the Strictly Bowl because we're preempted by uh, Strictly Come Dancing. But like yeah. the, the BBC Two one with Ryland, we're stuck on BBC Two. Yeah, that's it. We're it takes two at the moment. It it takes poo. It's an absolute shambles. We've we've really not uh, covered ourselves in glory this season. But um, you know, there's it's, it's the way it goes in fantasy. It's the way it goes in. But you know, you never know. You never know. But yeah, good game this. Um, 49 is a I mean, six and six. Depends you know. on the, the status of Burrow, I guess. Um, sounding like he'll play. Um, if not, then I don't know. I like the Bengals at here. I like the Bengals at home. Just. Yeah, I think I'd agree. Yeah, just do a job. And then, is there any games? Oh, Chiefs Raiders, quite a nice game. Yes, yeah, Raiders just looking, yeah, not bad game. Um, Chiefs. Chiefs uh, look good. Yeah, they're back on top. Um, they're, ba- they're back on top in a different way, though. They're back on top with their defence and not with their offence, which is even more impressive to me. Yeah, I mean, Mahomes is like doing spins and throwing passes for zero yards. Mm. Um, he's like, like a kid at a wedding 
when they're like, come come and watch me do this dance. And they yeah. just like spinning around and like making themselves dizzy. Yeah, that's it. And then it just <laughs> falls over. It's like, well, do something with it. I mean, I've eaten too much cake. Uh. Yeah, exactly. yeah, Mahomes is a strange one this year. I, I, I don't know whether to put it all on here or whether it's been some of the play calling, but he's definitely he's holding on to the ball far too long. He's not making those plays with his legs that he used to play, uh, used to make in the in the seasons previous. And yeah, we said obviously they completely retooled their offensive line, and maybe it's just not quite, not quite gelled together or, or something like that. Um, but yeah, the defense has started started turning up and making plays. We said they got a, a pick six um, on Sunday. I mean, uh, poor Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> trying to, oh, trying to make a tackle, got kicked in the head by his own player. In a way, I could kind of understand it from Teddy because he's had such bad injuries that you don't want to, you know, completely no, yeah, cook, you cook yourself in the NFL. No, that's it. I mean, yeah, I like the uh, the Chiefs' defense is it's, it's just shutting teams down. I mean, luckily we don't have to talk about the Broncos too much anymore because I think you know you put a fork in them. But um, yeah, I, I like the Chiefs in this. The Raiders, as much as I like the Raiders, and I do like the Raiders, um, I just think this is maybe a step too far in terms of winning this. But the Raiders have done brilliantly to get to six and six, considering the the time that they've had this year. So fair play to mm-hmm. them. A couple of interesting games, quickly divisional games: uh, Browns, Ravens. Mm. Might have been a bit more interesting a few weeks ago. Browns have sort of regressed quite a bit. They still, um, Browns are still at six and six, you know. Um, they're yeah, still, they're still still in there. So still in there. That's quite and a good one. They're coming off a bye week, um, and their last yeah, game was okay. against the Ravens as well, which is always interesting. And the other one, Washington Cowboys. Quite Ooh, nice there. hello um, Washington. Yeah, I mean Cowboys probably got the division on lock, but oh, I don't know. Washington, Washington are only two games behind. They win this. Washington they're only one win game here, behind. Changes everything. Oh, go on, Washington. I'll tell you what, I bigged them up all, all off-season. Their defence stunk for 80% of this season. Made me look like a complete tit. But then, um, I, mate, go on. I'm going to go Washington here. I like, I like Taylor Heineke. I really like him. I like Antonio Gibson. I love um, Terry McLaurin. I think he's just outstanding. Um, yeah, go on. I, I want Washington to do this, man. I, there's something about that team that I just really like. I don't know whether it's... The fact that they're called the football team, which is just so shit that it's brilliant. Um, I don't know whether it's the fact that they were going to call themselves the fucking Night Riders or whatever it was. Um, Washington River Hogs or something. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh, that's incredible. Uh, oh. But I mean, that, that Cowboys, they got lit up by Derek Carr on Thanksgiving. So <laughs> get, yeah, get Heineke launching it. I'm just thinking of River Hogs. Uh, the Ron Riviera Hogs. Ah, oh, that's oh, what they've got wow. to do. That is what they've got to do. They've missed an absolute trick there. God, that's good. Yeah, no, um, you're right. The Cowboys are there to be got at. Um, I think they've they've shown themselves up in a couple of games this season, notably against the Broncos. Um, so I'm not I'm not calling this a Cowboys win by any stretch of the imagination. I think Washington keep this pretty close. And uh, yeah, I like it. I like it. Um, I think that's it. I think we don't need to talk about we don't talk about the Bears. Um, uh, Bears Packers. Oh, one uh, game we will not be talking about Broncos Lions. Broncos, Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> let's have a let's have the Lions getting their second win back to back. Oh, please, please, <laughs> yeah. Of all the teams I want it against, 
<laughs> Absolute joke to the Broncos. Um, all right, let's finish with a bit of news. Uh, so it was Carolina's bye week this week, well, last week. Um, they got rid of their offensive coordinator, Joe Brady, um, which I think to many people in the league was a massive surprise. He's been touted as a guy that's going to get head, head coach opportunities pretty soon. Um, you know, I, I think this is a guy who's been, in my opinion, been scapegoated because he's not had his best player all season in, in Christian McCaffrey. He wasn't the guy who decided to bring in Sam Darnold. That was Matt Rule. He also wasn't the guy who decided to bring in Cam Newton. That was Matt Rule. So, to me, does this feel to you, Ollie, like a bit, you know, he's just passing the buck to clear his name a bit? Yeah, and they kind of tried to sneak it in. It was announced at, I think, 20 past one Eastern time. Mm-hmm. So, right when all the early games were kicking off. And they were just sort of hoping everyone was watching Scott Hansen and not Octobox, maybe getting some snacks or whatever. Um, yeah, it's a bit of a weird time to to release that news. And like you say, their, their offence has been naff this year but he's just been dealt a, a bad hand of players really Darnold looked okay to start with and then regressed very very quickly when people figured him out and then Cam wasn't the the silver bullet that everyone hoped he would be yeah I mean I, I don't know I just think a guy that was so highly touted a month ago um, to then go to this you know with the players that he's had available I think it just stinks of a coach that's desperate to look at a way out and you got you got to think that Matt Rule also passed up the opportunity to go for fields on Mac Jones um in the in the latest draft I went with JC Horn who's obviously been out for large periods of the season I, I just think Matt Rule's numbers coming up pretty soon in Carolina and this is a way to kind of defer it and they're gonna to have to fix the the QB position again well I don't think you say that but they I think they committed to paying Donald 22 million well they committed to paying um, Teddy when it was, yeah. it was on a two-year deal, and then they got rid of him. That was another Matt Rule decision. Matt Rule got rid of Cam the first time. Like so I don't know, don't know where they go. They're just on this quarterback carousel, and they'll get linked with uh, Rogers, Wilson, Watson, and it will be the same as last summer. And I don't know where they go with it because they're they're building up like a nice defense, and they've got some good playmakers. I mean, McCaffrey's on injured reserve again now. It hasn't panned out for him this season. No, um, I'm, I'm worried I think, about McCaffrey. I mean, I think that's a Todd Gurley situation waiting to happen. I think that's maybe a... Yeah, I could see it, but maybe a smart move. Put him on injured reserve. They're almost... I think they're only one game back from the playoffs, but they're almost saying, right, this season's done for. Um, let's get him healthy for next season and have a proper go at it. But, you know, with, with what, four games left, are you, are you wanting to just give up your season so easily? Well, that's it. I mean... To me, probably, it's, well, it's five games left, isn't it? And to me, no, I, I wouldn't be giving up the season that easy. I mean, the injury with Christian McCaffrey was a strange one because I said to, I said to Liam last week that during the game, they didn't, they didn't list his position as questionable. He came back in for a snap and then all of a sudden he's out for the rest of the season. I mean, there, there's just something a bit funny going on in Carolina. Um, and he's, he's on the biggest contract of any running back ever. So they're not going to be able to trade him. Um, yeah, strange times. We we had such high hope from three and and since then they've just completely burnt out. I mean, the other thing they could do is offer him up as trade bait if they do want to go go after an elite quarterback. Um, but in that situation, you got to you got to find a partner with the cap space. Although that, oh, that that's it, reportedly yeah. may not be such an issue. 
No, I mean, I think if you were looking at a trading partner who needs a running back, then maybe Seattle would be a nice one because Chris Carson seems to be out a lot. But they're not going to take a punt on McCaffrey with his injury record now. Um, I mean, Houston don't need any more running backs, but they'll take one. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Although we don't see many of them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of flitted away. Oh, Mark Ingram went. concessions and the, the mega store. And like... Yeah, that's it. They're out selling hot dogs and merch. Um <laughs> Yeah, strange one, strange one. But um, we got anything else going on in in the league? I don't think so. Um, not that's crossed my desk. I think it's uh, bubbling up nicely towards the end of the season. Yeah, well, it is for your teams because you're still interested in what's going on. But uh, I don't even get Justin Fields to look forward to at the moment. I get an Andy Dalton <laughs> four interception game against the Cardinals, uh, which is far from ideal. But hey, here's what it is, and we roll on to. Uh, to next year without a first round draft pick as well good times um no i think that's it um i think we've covered everything that we need to cover it's getting relatively late so i'll let you go and enjoy your night my friend but uh thanks for joining thanks mate it's good to be back talking to football with you again and, uh, yeah mate it's good to have you, you back soon. as well see you soon um if you want to get involved then on twitter we're at fourth and out pod and at fourth and out uh at gmail.com or whatever it is. Um, And then we're on Facebook as well. So do get in touch if you want to. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Cheers.